and welcome to the Jill Cruz podcast. This is Jill Cruz. Today, I spoke with my friend Maureen Chiana. Maureen is an amazing woman, and she's just, she knows a lot about the brain and neuroscience. And it was interesting because today we talked about her personal journey with her own health over the past two and a half years or so with the pandemic and realizing that she just was not health, as healthy as she would like to be or wanted to be. So feeling breathless and winded, going upstairs and not being able to sleep well and some other things. So she decided to change some habits. And, and it's interesting, she talked about how she had in the past, she had thought she was ready, but she really wasn't. And it wasn't until she really, really understood her motivation, her why, what was her why for wanting to make those changes that uh, she was able to really actually change her behavior in a meaningful way. And for her, it was really important to have sustainable, something that was sustainable. So she talks about that and what she did and, and her motivations. And we talked a little bit about goal setting, you know, different types of goal setting and the importance of celebrating and how that actually facilitates the process. So it's a, a pretty awesome conversation and I think you're going to get a lot out of it. Enjoy. Hello, Maureen. Thank you so much for being on the podcast with me today. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here with you, Jill, anytime. Yeah, no, I'm uh -oh. really looking forward to our conversation. Me too, me too. So I would love to start off by asking you, is there something that um, you're excited about that, you know, in your own health journey or, you know, through your work and your own personal experience, something that's really exciting you or, you know, a realization that you've had? Yes. And um, I hope I don't go for too long because I am excited. But over the years, I've done a lot of diets. I've tried different things that work a bit, they don't work. And I start and I fall off the wagon, you know, the yo-yo, weight loss, everything. But it's something that I decided I really need to focus on. Okay, I know a lot about the brain. So you would think that, oh, she'll do it. But I wasn't. But in the during the pandemic, I decided that I was going to because I was putting on so much weight just eating. And I decided it's not just a case of weight loss. I really needed something that was sustainable. But more importantly, I needed something that would really help me wanted it to be something that would make me feel good, something that I will enjoy, something that is meaningful. So I, I wanted more. And uh, I decided that the first thing I needed to do was to really work on my mindset, you know, to, you know, ask myself the reason why. But I would say, Jill, that I was fortunate because it was around that time or soon after that you came on my podcast and we had that conversation about, you know, weight loss, mm. you know, but really enjoying the process. And that really helped me because I then hooked onto a lot of things we talked about and kind of made sure that what I was doing was I could really carry it through. And this was, I think I started this 2020 and I've been consistent. Yeah, there are times that, you know, my weight goes up a bit, but, you know, I managed to bring it back down to where I want, where I'm comfortable. But I've noticed 
you know, a lot mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, more energy and a lot happier. And the, the things that I thought that I would miss, I don't really miss. So, yeah, it's been, you know, it's exciting and it's good because I feel I'm winning. So, so basically you, at a certain point, you were like, I want to do something here. I want to do something different, but it has to be sustainable. And, and really it sounds like your first focus was health as opposed to weight loss. Mm-hmm. Yes, totally. That's yes. kind of what you're saying. Yeah. That's so the, right. Yes. So the weight loss became sort of a byproduct of the, you know, whatever the habits were that you were doing. That's right. Yes. And because part of, you know, in part of all this was also being healthier, you know, having my muscles, you know, so that when I walk, I'm not breathless, which was what was happening. I could literally climb the stairs and be panting. So I needed to do, you know, I needed more. So it wasn't just the food. It was also exercising. It was doing something. And I'm not big on gyms. I, you know, I don't go to gyms. But fortunately, during the pandemic, both my boys were home and they really look after themselves. So I've got a lot of equipment at home that they use. So I kind of felt, okay, I could use this. You know, I could do the, use the weights. I could, and it's, it's been good. And my younger son, I watch him do press ups. I told him, okay, teach me how to do it so that I can actually do it properly. And just little things like that. I could be putting food in the microwave and just go and do some press ups and, you know, just doing little things here and there. And it's really made a huge difference. Wow. That's great. I love that. So these are a series of small habits that you've accumulated over the past two years or so. Yeah, absolutely. As opposed to diving right into, you know, doing all these bunch of things all at once, you've kind of spaced them, spaced them out. Yes, I have. I actually started with the diet, not so much dieting, but with the food, watching what I was eating, paying attention to when I ate and what was happening in my body when, you know, because I noticed that when I eat late, then I didn't sleep properly because I drank coffee a lot as well. And I could drink coffee 7 p.m. and then find out that I then had serious night sweats at night. So it was just paying attention. And I think that was one of the things I really picked up from our podcast, from what you said. It's paying attention to your body, paying attention to you know, how your body responds to what you're doing, which could be eating, which could be exercising, whatever that might be. And uh, that was one big lesson I took away and really started paying attention. So, but, and it's not that I hadn't heard it before, but you know, it's one of these things that I'd heard, but really did not register. But this time it did because I was looking for it, I suppose. So really was, you know, wanted an answer. And I implemented it and it just made a huge difference. Wow. So it's interesting. You just sort of mentioned uh, as a side note, like you, you had heard it before, but it wasn't until you were ready to, to do those things that you actually assimilated something you had already heard, but you, you were ready to actually do it, which I think is a really important thing for people to keep in mind because, you know, you might be listening today or, or to some other health thing and go, oh, you know, I need to do that. And then you don't do it. And then when you don't do it, when we don't do it, we feel guilty, like, oh, what's wrong with me? And it's like, well, actually, you know, 
there's an evolution to these things. There's a journey. And sometimes you do it and then you stop and then you do it and then you stop. And then eventually you keep doing it. So it's really nice to just be gentle on ourselves and understand that we're not always ready and, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And I think that's important. That was important for me. You know, we're not always ready and that's okay. But when you're ready, it's, you know, for me, it was really asking myself, okay, I'm saying I'm ready. Why am I ready? What makes me feel and believe that I'm really ready this time? It was really asking those deep questions because I was ready before. Well, I thought I was, but the difference was that I had to really grill myself. Okay, why am I ready? Why am I doing it? You know, a lot of these questions. And that was what really helped. So times that I got tempted to fall off the wagon and just carry on, I could stop myself and go back to those questions I had asked myself. This is what I said I was going to do. This is why I'm doing it. It's really to help me. Shelly, I think you put you, there's something you said recently about our age and how we really, you know, how we want to live and how we want to age. And I think that was something that I was asking myself, how do I want to age? How do I want to be when I'm getting older? Do I want to be strong and healthy or do I want to be, you know, struggling with every and joint pain going or, you know, so it's really making those decisions about how I wanted to be. And the truth is I really wanted to be healthy. I wanted to be able to climb stairs, walk, do things without panting. And it's coming back to those that really helps as well. Because I've been on holiday, which was my biggest worry. What happens when I go away on holiday when birthdays, my both my boys have birthdays close to each other, so a lot of cake and stuff. But you know, I've done it, and it's still fine. In fact, I lost weight as well. Do you see? So it's it. I think it really goes beyond the weight, and yeah, yeah. Wow, I love that. So, so I want to ask you a little bit about your reasons, your whys. But I also want to comment that it's very interesting that you, you know, you had this fear of what's going to happen for the holiday, for vacation, and you got over it. And I could feel like you're proud of yourself because you did it. And I just want to call, I just want to, you know, kind of celebrate that for a minute. Yay, you did it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And you're right. You know, it makes me feel good. And that motivates me to continue. So yes, I'm, I'm, I am so pleased. I'm proud of myself. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Everybody let's celebrate Maureen because, you know, I love the pat on the back. I'm a big fan of the pat on the back. Like, (laughs) I think we need more of that because it's so, I think, and you're, you're an expert in, in neuroscience. So you, you probably could explain this better than me, but you know, it's sort of our brain, you know, our minds kind of want to go in that direction of, okay, I did that. What's next? Or, you know, what's my next problem that I have to tackle before not even just stopping for a moment to take time to appreciate yourself and your efforts. Yeah, that's so true. And, and you find that even when we set goals, a lot of times that's what we, that's what happens. You achieve it, you continue. Okay. What next? But we actually achieve more when we get achieve one goal, stop and really appreciate the journey. 
and you know, and look back and just give ourselves that pat on the back. Say, you know what? Well done. I did this because once we do it, we're actually activating that dopamine that then wants more, and that's what will keep us going. You know, so it's really important to stop and appreciate yourself. So thank you for doing that for me as well, because I think we need to do it for ourselves, but we also need people doing it because that also keeps, you know, helps us as well and keeps those um, brain hormones really, our neurotransmitters really activated to enable us to keep going. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Yeah. So it's all about the dopamine. Got it. <laughs> we want, we, it's so interesting. So there's actually research on that showing using when we give ourselves that little celebration, that little pat on the back and just really appreciate our efforts. It actually promotes more of that good behavior. That is it does. very yeah, important it to does. keep in mind. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Now, could you tell me a little bit about your whys? I mean, you don't have to get into specific detail if you don't want to, but I'm curious because a lot of times people are not motivated by, oh, 20 years from now, I want to age gracefully, or, you know, I want to travel when I'm 85 or, you know, whatever it is that, that, you know, we, we kind of think about those long-term goals, which are good. I think they're good and important, but a lot of times in the moment people say, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with that tomorrow. So the long-term goals sometimes are not as powerful as short-term. So I'm just wondering if, did you set some sort of short-term goals or were the, were the long-term goals enough for you? I think for me, it was a combination of both. It was the mm -hmm. short-term, the short-term in the sense that, I don't know if I've mentioned this already because I was going through menopause or I'm going through menopause. So a lot of the hot flushes, a lot of the night sweats, and I wanted something that will, I wanted to do something that will enable me at least sleep well, sleep better at night. And I think that was one of the things okay. because I noticed that um, I, a lot of times when I take caffeine, then it, it, you know, I don't sleep, I don't sleep well. Or if I, I take something heavy, like um, a carbohydrate, something really heavy then I don't sleep well as well. Mm -hmm. And it's just paying attention to those things. But also because I go to bed early, I'm, you know, I wake up, I'm an early riser, <laughs> early to bed as well. So by eight, I'm in bed, or usually nine at the very latest. Mm. So if I eat quite late, you know, about seven, then that, you know, I find it also affects me as well. And it's just paying attention to those things. So for me, it was the short term in terms of how I was feeling now, how I was feeling at that time. And I right. knew that I wasn't healthy. I knew that I was um, getting breathless at little things. I knew I was, re I, I just needed something. I needed the energy. But also because I walk it, I walk from home. And with the pandemic in particular, being at home, sitting down a lot, I knew that if I kept doing that, it, you know, it would get worse. So right. it was really to be healthy, really to enable myself feel good in the short term, but also in the long term, I also wanted that. I want, you know, I want to be able to do things when I'm much older. So, and I, I plan, I'm a planner. 
And mm. um, I think so for me, the long-term goals came, were also important because just knowing, you know, just knowing that, okay, I'm actually keeping myself healthy for tomorrow mattered a lot to me. And I think you're right in the sense that for some people it's not. And I think this is where it becomes important to ask the question, why am I doing it? Because for everyone, it would be different. Mm -hmm. But for me, that that's what it was. The other thing is that my mom was another inspiration for me because I always remember her telling me how all her siblings had diabetes and she was determined that she wouldn't have it. Mm. And she really paid attention to her lifestyle. You know, so she was very active. She was careful about what she ate and how she ate. You know, she just really paid attention. But she enjoyed her food at the same time, but also made sure that she was eating well for her own body. And she mm. passed away without having any diabetes as well. So that was also an inspiration for me. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I think also I, I'm I'm just going to make an assumption, but this is from my experience, is that, you know, for you, Maureen, the focus was health first. And you had these very in-your-face, obvious things that were bothering you, right? Like poor sleep, night sweats, being breathless, wanting to be more active, but worrying about that. So those were all those short-term motivations that you had, but they were all health-related, not weight. In other words, you were focusing more on the health than the weight. And I think that's really important for people to remember because a lot of times people say, well, and doctors perpetuate this. This is not, people don't make this mm -hmm. up. You know, mm -hmm. doctors will say, well, if you just lose the weight, you'll feel better. If you just lose the weight, you'll feel yeah. better. And, you know, and it's like, well, yes, maybe, but, you know, then the focus becomes on the weight, not on the health. And I, and I think it's really important for all of us to focus on our health first. And a lot of times that feedback, like you do have more energy, you do feel less breathless, yeah. you are sleeping better. That's, I think, much more gratifying than a number uh, some random number on the scale. So I, I yeah, love the way I you, agree. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's part of been your success is that you've, you've approached it from a very intelligent way. <laughs> of course, <laughs> you probably you. know all about this. But, <laughs> no, but it's, it's the, that's what I said. It's, it's one thing knowing and the other doing it. And I think for me, it was mm -hmm. also a challenge to myself that, okay, you know about the brain. Now you're going to put it into practice and really mm -hmm. get this done and, and sustain it because losing the weight is easy. You could do a crash, you know, weight loss thing and then that's it. But I really needed to sustain it. And that's yeah. where the whole mindset and reason and really connecting with that brain becomes so important. And, you know, and it comes down to, why are you doing it? And for me, it was how, how was I feeling? And that mm. was it. And I knew I wasn't feeling my best. I wasn't, I really wasn't feeling my best. And I did not even look my best either. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So you're feeling better now, it sounds like. I mean, you, you things have improved. What is, do you have something that's next on the horizon, like a, a new kind of habit, lifestyle habit that you're wanting to implement? 
I think what I really want to, or my next focus is exercising. And mm-hmm. that's, and, and it's been more consistent because like I said, I kind of do it ad hoc, you know, here and there once in, you know, when I'm probably putting things into the microwave or I'm watching telly and I could get on the bike, but I really want to be consistent and I want, I need to build my muscles. I want to, you know, get those muscles built up. So that's what, that's my next focus is the consistency for exercising. I said that my body is allergic to work, to walking. And because each time I walk, I itch so badly. And it's now that I've started realizing, itch. yeah, itching. Yeah, yeah, I just itch so badly. So I stopped. So I believe that that's part of the menopause, the dryness. And I, that's my interpretation. I don't know what it is, but I need to really get past that and find a way because I love it. I love walking, but because of the itching, I don't. And it doesn't just itch for a day. It goes on about two days and I feel so sick. I feel ill. So I really need to, So it, I just need to work on that, figure out what's going on there so that mm-hmm. I could um, do a lot more walking because I enjoy it. Do you get that when you um, exercise or is it just walking? No, it's just walking. I don't get it when I exercise. No. Again, having said that, I I get it if I'm exercising and jumping. So if I jump for a period of time, then yes, it would. But not as bad as when I walk, because when I walk, I think, you know, all, all parts of my body are in motion. So that's mm-hmm. why the itching is literally everywhere. Wow. So yeah, it's something I need to figure out what's going on. Yeah. 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 I'm going to ask around about that, that I, 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 something is in my mind about some people have this where exercise induces certain conditions, you know, definitely, uh, I've had people who it was fatigue, like they would get like, if they worked out, they would be tired for like three days, like really tired, couldn't work or anything. So, cause you're, when you're exercising, the blood is flowing. So if you have any tendency to like flush because the blood is flowing, it's more, it could, it could accentuate oh. some of these types of tendencies. Yeah. So an example that I have that's a little bit weird is there's, um, there's a supplement that you can take that causes flushing. Some people take it for, like if they have uh, heart disease, it's called niacin. It's actually just a, a vitamin, B vitamin, but it can cause flushing if you take a lot of it. And uh, I I take it all the time, but one day I noticed I took a lot of a little bit more than normal, and then I exercised, and I and I made it worse. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if there's some wow. kind of inflammatory kind of immune reaction, maybe relating to menopause, like you said, that when you work out and the blood is flowing and your your blood vessels and your capillaries are are dilated, they're opening up. And it may mm-hmm. cause, yeah. it may accentuate this this thing that's kind of smoldering under the radar for you. And if, if you don't work out, you don't notice it. But so I don't know, that's something to explore with someone who knows a lot more about it than I do. Yeah. <laughs> but there yeah, are it would be interesting to, to explore. But I, I've associated it with dryness because I noticed that mm. if I actually moisturize very well before I take a walk, I'm fine. 
But if I, it's when I don't, when my skin is dry, that's when it go, it's mm -hmm. really bad. So, okay. So it's very surface. Yeah. I have a feeling it's something to still do with the, with the blood capillaries dilating and then the mm -hmm. surface, you know, something to do with the dryness. But uh, yeah, it's something I need to explore. Because when okay. I exercise at home, I'm fine. It doesn't happen. It's really working. So I don't know if it's, well, I think it's just all parts of my body moving and yeah, I don't right. know. Okay. Well, forever, for anyone who's listening to this podcast is going to be very curious about what we discover about this. So we have to have like a part two. I will of, let you um, know. After <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll come back and let you know. <laughs> the mystery. Yeah. This is like, um, you know, this is season one and you're going to have to wait a probably six months and then season two is going to come around and, and Maureen's going to have all the answers. So <laughs> exactly. Or someone listening that has the same experience, let's know as well. It'd be interesting to know if anyone else is having the yeah. same experience that I am. Yeah. Well, I have a, I have a colleague, I have a few colleagues I, I'm going to ask because I, I haven't heard of this, but I, I know people who specialize in like menopausal disruptions, you know, hormonal stuff, yeah. um, allergy. It almost sounds like it could be related to immune, something to do with the immune system. So this has been great, Maureen. I'm, I'm excited for you to figure out a way to, first of all, exercise without causing itchiness, uh, but also to figure out why that's happening. I, I wish mm -hmm. you luck with that. Uh, keep me posted. Thank <laughs> and thank you so much for being with me today and sharing your experience sharing your wisdom, you know, your personal experience, but also bringing in the, your knowledge about the brain, you know, neuroscience, all of that good stuff, juicy dopamine. <laughs> yes. Juicy dopamine. We love it. <laughs> keeps us motivated, keeps us going. No, thanks so much, Jill. It's really been a pleasure talking about this because I'm just so excited that I'm, I am where I am now. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing my exercise. I'll definitely do because I need to do that. Um, right. something I just need to be more consistently doing and yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Awesome. All right. That's great. Well, we'll hear about that in part two as well then. <laughs> cool. Well, that was an awesome conversation with Maureen. Uh, I really enjoyed the part about patting yourself on the back and doing a little celebration. Like if you feel proud of yourself, be proud of yourself. Take a moment to celebrate your efforts and appreciate yourself. And if you need to, uh, like Maureen was saying, sometimes we need other people to remind us. So get a buddy, like a, a, your own personal cheerleader, a friend, and you, you guys can cheer each other on wherever it is or whatever you're trying to accomplish in your health journey you can remind each other to celebrate those small wins. We think that's really important. And also to remember your why, what Maureen and I were talking about. Why are you doing this? Having those short-term feedback, positive feedback results, and also the long-term goals. So Maureen, you can learn more about Maureen at maureenchiana.com. That's Maureen, C-H-I-A-N-A.com. And Maureen is a neural leadership and resilience trainer, emotional intelligence expert, neural coach, mentor, and keynote speaker. Yes, she is badass. 
And she's also, as you can tell from the podcast, just an awesome person. So you can learn more about Maureen on her website. And also she has a masterclass that she offers. And you can learn about that at maureenchiana.uk forward slash leaders dash weapon one. And that will be in the show notes. And if you want more information and inspiration and just fun times, check out our website, which is winweightloss.com. That's W-Y-N weightloss.com. And if you do forward slash blog, you will get access to all of our articles there. Enjoy. Enjoy.